As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. the rocket ship podcast i'm michael saka i'm joelle steiniger we're here at tech cocktail celebrate in downtown las vegas where they brought together 50 of the hottest startups from around america together to pitch their panel of all-star judges one of the most unique themes of this conference though is actually the focus on community Personally, I've moved here to downtown Vegas about two months ago. And say everything you've heard about what's happening in Vegas is absolutely true. Over the past few months, we've talked to entrepreneurs and founders from all over the country, from Columbus, Ohio, Boise, Idaho, Nashville, Tennessee. And a really common theme we've heard is that people want to build up a really strong community in their hometowns. 
and I can say that I've never really seen anything like what, what they're doing here in Vegas. I'm absolutely blown away at um, what Tony Shea and everyone in the community here has put together. So what we'd like to do in this episode is share with you some of the key ingredients that are really making this a successful project. And Tony Shea gave a great talk on this uh, earlier, and so we're going to bring you some clips now from his talk. We'd like to take a moment to thank our awesome sponsors. CodeShip makes continuous delivery simple and easy. Go to CodeShip.com slash RocketShip to get 20% off three months. We'd also like to thank Envision App. Envision is by far the best prototyping and collaboration tool on the market. Go to Envision App forward slash RocketShip to get the starter plan free for 90 days. Customer.io is a modern email platform built for startups. Go to Customer.io slash RocketShip to start sending emails that convert. Once a month, and still participate in the community and contribute. So uh, he's actually done office hours and mentored other entrepreneurs in the fashion industry and given talks, including one of my favorite <coughs> talks is how to do a really good Kickstarter campaign. And uh, and so we started doing the math on someone like Jake, and, and he hangs out at the Stitch Factory, which is around the corner, and one of the fashion incubators there. And um, someone like Jake, well, he when he's out here, he's out about 12 hours a day seven days a week, 12 times a year. It actually works out to about a 1,000 collisional hours a year for a purposeful visitor like Jake. And so we actually came up with a term to describe someone like Jake. Uh, you know, While we still want people to move here, of course, uh, we've been calling people like Jake uh, subscribers of downtown Vegas. Because even though technically they don't live here, when he walks around, people recognize him, he flies with people, and he's actively contributing to the community. So there are people like Jake that come once a month, some come once every two months, some come uh, once a quarter, and so on. So we changed this formula, instead of 100 residents per acre, uh, to 100,000 collisional community hours per acre per year, which works out to 2.3 collisional hours per square foot per year. Uh, and so, that's just an additional lens through which we now look through all our investments. So if we're investing in a 3,000 square foot restaurant, you know, there's all that other criteria that still needs to make sense. Uh, but now, on top of that, the math on how many customers, how long will they be there, and, and, and is that going to yield at least that many collisional hours? And, and, and so that's, that's the metric we use, to, uh, and, and we're trying to maximize that uh, in order to create more collisions. So the big bet is by focus on these three C's, collisions, co-learning, and connectedness. What we want people to say about downtown is that downtown Vegas will make you smarter. And that's probably the last thing a lot of people would associate with, with downtown or Vegas. And, and really, we think that all these uh, collisions and uh, getting different perspectives and, and really getting the idea flow and, and the community helping itself is what's going to uh, make us uh, grow faster than a lot of other projects out there. And so I'm involved in a few different companies. Uh, Zappos, Field and Confidence, which is a separate company that was spun off of the book with its own CEO uh, based out of the area that's focused on helping companies develop their own strong cultures and in-depth projects. There's this common theme of inspiration we try to uh, weave throughout the different companies. and. Um, I don't think a lot of people know this actually. Uh, for the first time ever in human history, and this just in the past few years, for the first time ever, 50% uh, of all humans now live in cities. And within our lifetime, in 
it's going to actually jump up to 75%. And so we view what we're doing here in downtown Vegas as much more than just about downtown Vegas or the Vegas uh, general area. Uh, it, it's uh, we're, we're inspired by the story of the four-minute mile, where, uh, for those of you who may not know it, for the longest time, people thought it was impossible to run a mile in four minutes or less, or they thought, even if you did, you'd die as soon as you crossed the finish line. And then, in 1954, this guy named Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile. But what I find really interesting is that within, in less than a year, in less than a year, other people broke the four-minute mile. And it wasn't that nutrition was better on Earth that year, it's just that people believed it was possible. And so a lot of redevelopment projects uh, depend on uh, an expensive stadium or sports team or a Harvard or Stanford, and not every community or city can afford to have those things. And so we personally chose our three C's of collisions and connectedness and, and co-learning because we wanted something that could be replicated to other communities and, and cities. You know, if we can help make downtown Vegas uh, a place probably voted by many as least likely to succeed, if we can help make downtown Vegas a place of inspiration and entrepreneurial energy and creativity and innovation, upward mobility, and all that good stuff. If we can do it here, then maybe we can serve as the four-minute mile for the world. So uh, anyone that wants to copy this presentation, feel free to email me, tony at zappos.com. And then um, I just want to end on the, uh, that quote I was talking about earlier, uh, just really encourage all of you to think about how it could apply to your own business or or, or, or whatever organization you're involved with, is uh, a great brand is a story that never stops unfolding. And I think the same is true for a company, the same is true for a city, and the same is true for a community. And that's why I am so excited to be a resident of downtown Vegas right now, because I can't wait to see what unfolds next. Thank you very much. Next, we sat down with Mark Rowland of Rocketeer, whose company mission is to increase the happiness, productivity, impact, and connectedness of entrepreneurial ecosystems, and they're starting right here in downtown Las Vegas. Stay tuned. This is a fantastic conversation. Um, so, Mark, tell us about uh, Rocketeer. Sure, so Rocketeer was created um, close to a year ago now, although we've only recently been funded, um, to support Tony, the ecosystem for Tony Share. Essentially, he's our first client. Uh, the essence of Rocketeer is that we're there to support an entrepreneurial ecosystem, wherever that ecosystem might be, whether it be a government ecosystem, a corporate ecosystem, or a private investment ecosystem. But something where it's got more than, say, 20 companies inside of it, um, that we can actually help the community as a whole. Because the reason we have, we call Rocketeer is because we, we focus on four ROCs. So return on capital, return on community, return on co-learning, and return on collisions. So obviously the more companies we actually have in the ecosystem, the more chance there is for, for co-learning, the more chance there is for building a community, and that's what we're really focused on. 
when Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. So what made you want to put this idea together? Or what was the inspiration for Rocketeer? It was really just to realize that, I guess, entrepreneurial ecosystems are the future. That the whole world is changing. People are not wanting to have a career job anymore. They're not wanting to go and work for a huge corporate as much anymore. So there's a lot of people that just really want to start their own projects, start their own thing, really unleash a lot of creativity. And I think we realized that the entrepreneurs themselves and early stage startup companies just can't afford consulting support or coaching support or training support. They find it hard to get access to the right mentors. So we thought if we could actually create an an infrastructure, we call it instant infrastructure for the for the entrepreneurs, then you know that would be something that would really support this unleashing of creativity and potential in the world. So how do you make it affordable for a startup community? Well the Kaufman Institute our Foundation did a lot of studies on for an actual ecosystem or a portfolio, what's what sort of return do you get if you really help them? Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the exact number, but it was a significant percentage increase in the value of that portfolio if you provide an appropriate level of support, whether it be mentoring or training or consulting to your companies. Much more value creation than just pumping more money into them, interestingly enough. Because it was the the more money you pump into them, the the value actually decreases overall. But if you support them, and if you do appropriate due diligence, then you actually get a much stronger value uh, for your portfolio. So the, the essence of Rocketeer is that it's funded by the owner of the ecosystem or the owner of the portfolio to essentially create a high return on investment. So you guys are working directly with the tech fund. So we get paid by the funds okay. to help all of their investments. That's really and then to help the investments help the investments. So the co-learning piece. So it's trying to be that glue that sort of fits the community, pulls the community together. Yeah. But also give it access to collisionable mentors. So if we can build this list of mentors around the world that really want to help early, early stage startup companies then I talk to you, I realize your personality, I try and match you with somebody that's got a similar personality, that's got, a similar, that's got the skills that you need for your business. And I know from my experience, sometimes just a 15-minute phone call with someone that's been there and done what you're trying to do can add tremendous value. So, uh, so yeah, so the, the actual companies inside the portfolio itself, unless they want ridiculous amounts of our time, they don't, they don't pay for our services. Effectively, they're getting our services just because they were invested in by this particular fund or portfolio. Yeah. So right now, we just work solely with uh, Las Vegas, uh, just with Tony Shea's investments. Um, but yeah, we're looking to grow uh, Rocket City beyond that. Very cool. So what does your relationship look like with a typical company? really depends on the company. So we have a, right now, there's 150 companies in this portfolio. We have five members of our ground team. And we have access to a lot of cloud rocketeers, but clearly five people can't fully service 150 companies. Um, so we, we really look at the portfolio itself and we put them in different buckets. Some buckets we feel as though we're going to have a huge return on face-to-face time with that company. So with those companies, we actually do spend a lot of time face-to-face. And um, With other companies, we know that by giving them 
face-to-face time, we're not going to get as much of a return than if we spent it with this other company, but we still want to support them. So with those companies, we do say one-to-many type things instead of one-to-one. So we organize training events, we organize webinars, um, or we just try and help the community help itself. So we, we, yeah, we, we sort of categorize the companies based on their current potential and future potential and whether they are people that actually do help the community. So if there's a real co-learning benefit to us helping someone because we know that they're really active in the, in the community and if we teach them something, they're going to go and teach 10, 15 other companies and that's the scalability factor for us. What are some of the common uh, questions that people come to you with? Can you get us more money? That's the most common one. <laughs> when, like, you, um, when you start a relationship with how can we help you the most, yeah. can I have more money? <laughs> can I have more customers? Can you find me more talented developers? Uh, they're the common ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, like we said we try and help, but we're not, we're not miracle workers. But what are some of the, the other, like, <clears throat> like, where you see the holes, where maybe the entrepreneur doesn't even know? Um, is it like in their financial models or in, in parts of their business that they think are working? But I mean, of course, it depends on the company. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in general, yes, we've, we've. I think what I find with working with, it, with a lot of the startups here, the, there'll be you know, two, maybe three co founders, and those co founders will have a specific skill in something um, but then there'll be a ton of skills that are missing from the co-founding team and because they're early stage companies they can't afford a big salary to pay a, you know, if, if, um, if the two co-founders don't know finance very well they're not going to be able to afford to hire a CFO at a very early stage so that will be deficient in that team and that's where we actually come in and help so really depends on the company some are technology uh, poor, some are finance poor, some are strategy poor, some never worked, never actually ran a team before, okay. so they don't know how to do team dynamics, they don't know how to communicate well with people, and some people are just completely burnt out emotionally, and they just don't know how to stay motivated, how to you know deal with stress, how to deal with all sorts of emotions. Yeah. So with those, we, we kind of feel as though we're like a, an executive team in a box, so Heather calls it instant infrastructure. So within our team, we have a CEO, a COO, a CFO, a CMO, and a CTO. So with our, with our rocketeer team and our ground team, we have all those skills. So we know we can go and mentor, and we can go and train, and we can go and consult. So if we do find one of those gaps, if it's a finance gap, then we send Janine in. If it's a technology gap, we send Heather in. If it's a, you know, just a CEO that doesn't know really how to motivate his team or leadership, then I'll go in. Okay. So between us, we, you know, we, we provide that sort of support. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, there's no other than the yeah, I need more money and I need more people. It's yeah. <laughs> it really just depends on the company. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, well, where can we keep up with uh, you and Rocketeer online? Our website would be a good place. Yeah, uh, we've got a Facebook page. Um, we're all act- very active on social media. We've all got individual Twitter accounts. Uh, we've got a company Twitter account. Um, we've yeah, so really probably the website is the best place because we do a lot of events here. Um, Recently, two weeks back, we did an event with a, we partnered with a company called Peace Love Studios, and we did an event called Walk in My Shoes, which was um, it was a sort of a mental wellness event because in this community we, we did have three suicides in the last eighteen months, yeah. so we, you know, that really affected the community itself. So we knew that that was definitely something we wanted to bring to the community was that it's okay to share your struggles, it's okay to reach out for help. Um, so we brought in some experts that focused just on that. The focus on emotional wellness and mental wellness, and we run a we run a really cool one day event called Walk in My Shoes, 
which um, so those sorts of events we want to put on at least once a month um, I run an event for the food and beverage companies here uh, once a month for them Heather's organising tech things once a month so we, we put on a lot of stuff that we try to do for the community yeah no, that's really cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. really appreciate it. No worries. Next, we talked to George Moncrief, entrepreneur and residence at the Vegas Tech Fund. George built his first company here over 10 years ago and has watched the community develop ever since. We talked to him about some of the key tipping points that brought the community to what it is today. people started showing up and I think the the tipping point really was the the first startup weekend in Vegas okay. and it was at the El Cortez over here and honestly that that really brought out like so many so many people like they were like just completely engaged and it really there's there wasn't a whole lot of startups here um, there there are there, there always have been and there uh, that's basically our clientele for for Raster right so it's all startups and brands right so um yeah, there's always been uh, a lot of lot of activity here, but it's, it was basically just so dispersed. Like there's, there wasn't really one central hub for everyone to get together and um, just rally around. Yeah, there was like meetups and what have you, but they were here, there, and everywhere. And uh, there what there wasn't really like the, a cohesion. Like there was, it was siloed really. Over the past ten years, um, how long would you say it took to build the community that even exists today? Gotcha. Uh, well. Like I was saying, like the that first startup weekend was like 2011, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and that, like I said, that was really the tipping point, and that's that's when uh, people started. They people just came out of the woodwork to to show up and, and participate, and that really started uh, getting getting people thinking about entrepreneurship and all of that. And essentially, like after that, then everyone just the tech jelly started blowing up. Uh, Used to live, which was the first co working space over at Emergency Arts. Uh, got fired up, um, yeah. And the Tech Jelly was the event. Um, that it was every Thursday, every Thursday night, um, and that's that's. It just started like blowing up. It was a spot probably as big as this floor right here, and sometimes there would be like 300 people like up there and like just spilling out, and it was hot and sweaty and it was ridiculous. Mix. <laughs> but. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was it was silly. But uh, then, like people just started showing up. And you had your your uh, usual suspects always there. I mean, I was I was there all all the time. And uh, I I used to call it Thursday night. I still do kind of. And now it's Wednesdays. But uh, I used to call it my bowling night. So I had a <laughs> had, yeah, you know, had a had a pass from from the wifey. And okay. To go ahead and hang out and do all that. Yeah. So and, do you uh, think it was having an event that was like? sticky like that like every week having something consistent that that really mm. made it gel yeah yeah absolutely gel jelly <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's 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 really what happened uh that yeah that that was definitely critical because um there was a spot like one uh standard like well, not a standard but a regular hangout uh location as well as the regular hangout uh time as well like and yeah that that really uh, that really helped out. Uh, I, I think without that, then it, it just wouldn't have wouldn't have uh, like taken off like it has. <laughs> honestly, what's the biggest change you've seen in the community here? Like even in the last year? Hmm. Last year. Um, well, I would have to say that uh, there's a lot more startups that are into year one year and going into year two. Like 
um, and they're maturing. Uh, they're definitely uh, they're they're growing up. <laughs> and actually, by by now, like uh, like two three years in, uh, there's there's a lot. Of, well, I guess three years. Right? Um, essentially. Um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs in the in the scene that have tried and failed multiple multiple times, and now they're on like they've they've actually matured and they're actually kicking ass right about now. Hmm. Um, case in point, I don't know if you ever met Chris from HashRabbit. Yeah. Uh, yes, the Bitcoin. Yeah, we had him on the podcast. Actually. Oh, you did. Yeah, we haven't released yeah. the episode yet. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Chris is the shit. Um, he's a good friend, and uh, yeah, so uh, like. He's a perfect example. I mean, he's been through multiple startups now. He's actually a bit seasoned, and now he's just a fucking stud. Yeah. Yeah, he's killing it. <laughs> right, right. So one of the things that I noticed when I moved here was how willing everyone was to help out. Mm. You know, even when, you know, you just came into town, you're the new person, but they introduce you to everybody, and no one really has, like, anything to hide or those contacts to hold on to. Um, they, everyone wanted you to succeed. How do you, or is there something that is pervasive in the community that, can, that creates that? Um, that's a great question. Um, yeah, is there a, a secret? I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't think so. I think it's just uh, really down-to-earth people that really have a bias towards collaborating with one another and like really wanting to, to prop each other up. Um, so... Um, Ari from Women's Startup Lab. I don't know if you're at V2V. Uh, no, we haven't. And in her keynote, she introduced this, uh, this pretty awesome like Japanese character and uh, concept, actually. It's called Hito. Um, and it's, essentially, it's all about like propping up your fellow man. And it, that really resonated with me. And, and because I see it, and you see it. Yeah. You guys are down here. I mean, you... It, it's just pervasive. Like everyone, really, truly gives a a, a damn about each other, and they they want to help it, help people out. And as far as like the the intros, intros definitely flow very freely around here mm-hmm. because uh, everyone knows that like it, it it's a it there really isn't any benefit to like holding something close to your vest. I mean, it's a rise, rising tide like raises all ships. So, so yeah, anyways, um, yeah, it, it's, I don't know if there's like a secret behind it, but, um, I, I think it's just in the, it's kind of like groupthink, I guess. Like everyone, everyone wants to see each other succeed. So like everyone just freely hands out intros and mm-hmm. welcomes everyone into the, into the community. I, I think that really is like the big, the big differentiator but, and I don't know if you guys have ever read uh, Startup Communities by Brad Feld yeah yeah um, pretty much every, uh, a lot of us read that uh, Brad Feld came out like actually I think it was 2011 uh, to an event out of Fifth Street School over here and I, I think that definitely like resonated with, with all of us I mean the, the concept of giving before getting and uh, really um, uh, we've embraced that like as a as a whole mm-hmm. and um yeah, I, I think each one of us do, do individually and um, collectively, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I saw him speak, um, I think, last year he came to San Diego, mm-hmm. and someone in the audience was like, how do we create Boulder here in San Diego? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just like, you don't, like, do your right. own thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you exactly. <laughs>
There were over 50 startups at this event, and they came from all over the country with a really wide range of things that they're working on. So we're bringing you a few of the most interesting startups that we had a chance to chat with on the floor of the conference. I'm Franz Vanderlee, co-founder of Chefsroll. Yeah, my co-founder and I had a web development company, and he had a background in hospitality. We had chefs approaching us to market and promote, but we quickly learned they don't have the time or money to build a whole website. So Chefsroll was born, and now we're like the LinkedIn for chefs. I'm Keith Casey, director of product for Clarify. Uh, so originally, we were a telephone recording service. So you'd place calls through us, we'd record all the calls. What we found was that as the calls were made available, people would use them over time, but then over time, they would stop using them more and more. So what we found was the valuable aspect of that was making calls searchable. So we plugged in automatic speech recognition on top of the calls, and so now you can find any call that you had, like down to the millisecond of like keywords and things like that. So if you wanted to know, you know, you're coming to Tech Cocktail and you want to know when you talk to your, your the hotel, you could find all that information easy. We found out people wanted, wanted that. They wanted that more than call recording. So we pivoted away, sold off all those customers, and we focused entirely on the, uh, the search API entirely. My name is Josh Christie. Startup is called Booth. It's trybooth.com. We got started for really solving our own need. Uh, a few months back, our phone system had crashed in the office, and we weren't getting phone calls. So we thought there had to be a better way. And so what Booth does is you purchase a vanity number, and you write call rules around that based around time, location, and third-party integrations. So you can really route the call rules the way you want them to be, not the way that we're a device is. Uh, hi, I'm Dane Rainier with Cactus Music Incorporated. We're an Indianapolis-based startup that's focusing on connecting people to and through the music that they love. Uh, users can listen to music through our integrated iTunes and SoundCloud player, the only app that does that. And then when they do, it drops a pin on a map so their friends can see what they're listening to and where in real time. Users can follow artists, can buy tickets. Soon they're going to be able to buy merch and connect with artists in completely new ways. My name is Matthew Ironman. My company is HD Scores. So two and a half years ago, I was helping two friends open a restaurant. And I'm a classically trained chef by profession. So we wanted, it was an existing establishment. We wanted to look up the previous health department inspection report to see how bad it really was. It took us two and a half hours to find the data because it was images of PDFs searched by month range only. So you can't hit like control F. Right. I'm like, there's got to be an easier way. Okay. And essentially we have the world's largest database of health department inspection reports. Um, Zillow for restaurant inspection data. Hey, my name is Isaac Naor. I moved out to Las Vegas, downtown Vegas, from Marina Del Rey, California, about a month ago. And I work for a company called Cubed Inc. So I've been commuting back and forth uh, to and from Vegas for about 11 months, uh, two days a week, uh, to spend more time with my team out here. And uh, if you're part of the, if you're part of the modern tech startup movement, uh, there's no better place in downtown Vegas. It, it literally is a startup city. My name is Lee Kornfeld. I'm the VP of Business Development for Crowdtunes, which is based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. We're essentially a mobile jukebox crossed with a dueling piano bar. So for you, it, it allows you to walk into a bar or a restaurant, check in on your phone, see what songs are coming up, and then bid on the music. But what's really cool about it is when you get people into bidding wars. So Say, for instance, you put one credit on Taylor Swift, and I don't like Taylor Swift, so I put two on Ozzy Osbourne, and then your friend who loves Taylor puts two on Taylor. We end up going back and forth, and the song with the most collective bids plays first, plays, plays when the current song is done playing. So it gets pretty fun. Ron Peters. Well, we identified a need that the movie studios and the cable companies needed to uh, get video on demand delivered to their uh, customers in order to compete with Netflix and Hulu. Just launched uh, in March, 
We've signed up our first big client, AT&T U-verse. We're doing uh, very well with them. They just re-upped their contract. We're releasing the 2.0 version of our product in January and uh, looking to expand the market. Redfolder.com. The product is Black Box. Uh, Tim, uh, company Social Tag. We got started at a hackathon after we realized that um, like events, it's really hard to network with people. So in order to alleviate that, we created Social Tag, which is uh, created just for networking at events. Okay, so we're doing ticketing right now, but we're always looking for new technologies in order to help people connect with each other. Very cool. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocketship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for our newsletter, where twice monthly we send out actionable advice for entrepreneurs and exclusive links to AMAs with our guests. That's rocketship.fm. Sign up today. <laughs>